Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today is the, the wonderful Khadija Mella. Uh, if you're horse racing or indeed a sports fan, you'll be well aware of uh, Khadija's incredible story. Aged 18, she, uh, she, she won at Goodwood a year ago. Not only was she 18, she was the first person in British history to win a race while wearing the hijab. Uh, I, f- I found her... So, so I've been a fan of hers for a while because I write the good news section in Balance. And so when Khadija was breaking through, I f- I, already her story was, was fascinating, how she'd gone to uh, a, a riding school in Brixton where you wouldn't, you know, someone who lived in Brixton for three and a half years, you wouldn't necessarily think that there was the opportunity to do that there. So I, so I, I followed her story, and then just a, a few short months after that, she ends up winning at, at Goodwood. Um, and she's now an ambassador for, I mean, the most perfect ambassador for great British racing. Hugely inspirational. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure enough to be a granddad, let alone a dad. Um, but the sort of person I, I came away and I, 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 <laughs> sounds ridiculous because she's not my daughter, but I just felt so proud of her. Um, she's now studying a degree, uh, and when she finishes the degree, she will be back to racing. Uh, but what, what, a, what a role model! Uh, what a great person! She's studying mechanical engineering at the University of Brighton. Fantastic! Uh, and after winning that race, she went on to become the Sunday Times Young Sportswoman of the Year. Fantastic. Uh, so here she is, the wonderful Khadija Mella. Well, are you a chatty person? Oh, terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I apologise to everyone I've ever met. <laughs> um, are you, are, I mean, from what I've seen and read with you, though, I mean, you're the same, aren't you? I think you're quite a chatty person. Yeah, I mean, I tend to be sort of like a social bee. Yeah, I, t- I, I mean, I'm, I don't. I hope I'm not too chatty, but I, yeah, I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> I'd first heard of your story because I, I write this good news section on on balance. And so as you, as you were coming through the ranks, it, this this story really impacted me. And then, and then I, I later uh, I saw the news of you winning at, at Goodwood. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a real almost like a, I know I know I know this has been said to you before, but it's it's it's. Disney in America would have already made your life story by now. I guess that's where I'm going with this. It's um, It's been a really wonderful thing, hasn't it? Yeah, no, it's been incredible. Obviously, completely took me by surprise. Um, as I was growing up, my main aim was to get good education, get into uni, and that, you know, that'll do me and find a good job. So the curveball that was the jockey adventure that I had was completely unexpected to me, my family and everyone around me. Um, it just came up as a, an opportunity that I didn't realise would be a big deal or sort of like 
life-altering at all. No, I, I've mentioned my wife already, I'm sorry, but we, we're Brixton, I mean, I'm from Leeds, but Brixton is so close to my heart because we, we lived in Brixton for three and a half years. So I, I will always uh, love Brixton. I have such happy memories there. Can you, a lot of our listeners may not be aware of this uh, Ebony Horse Club. And it's, you know, I'm from a working class background and I, I you know, I want, I love sports so much and I, I would love for more sports to be more open to as many people as possible. Um, can you just say a bit about the, the Ebony Horse Club and what your relationship has been with those guys? So um, I have always had an interest in horses, horse riding, um, but I didn't have access to horse riding because Brixton, Brixton is literally situated in, you know, one of the most urban parts of London. Um, it's very, very densely populated. There are a lot of flats and housing. It's not somewhere you would associate horses with. Um, yeah, no, it's a, I didn't know it was built um, 12 years ago until I saw a little leaflet. Um, and my mum told me that there was a riding club. It is honestly such a gem in the heart of London and no one would know. Um, it's quite sort of like hidden because it's, by some very built up housing but essentially it's a, a little riding club with the community with the school um and it, there's always there's always some horses about nine horses they have at full, cap, full capacity but um yeah it's it is a very different riding experience to what people know, normally associate um and the demographic of people that join are uh, again not what people people associate horse riding with and also I mean, what you're doing you you know you're, and again I'm, i feel myself really <laughs> crying already but the fact that you're you know you're, you're breaking down these barriers i mean your thing and 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 the way you're breaking down barriers and the way you're inspiring people how, do, how does that how does that feel again very weird and surprising um it's taken a lot of adjusting because obviously my my uh story happened very quickly and a lot changed in such a short period of time. So I went from looking up to all of these young people, like all of these um, sporting legends to someone that some people see as a sporting legend. And it to me was just didn't make sense. The whole idea that people see me as an inspiration has been so, yeah, just strange. I can't, I can't stress it enough. It's just a very odd feeling. Um, I try my best to uh, be a good role model and um, lift, uplift as many people as possible. But yeah, it's just, so crazy <laughs> I feel like I'm so young <laughs> <laughs> but you know I mean just from from seeing things uh with you and reading about you I, I just know that you've got and I know already you've got this amazing head on these shoulders and you've such a great attitude and you're so you know you and me are the same we're quite I think we're naturally quite smiley people and uh, <laughs> I, I think that will that will that can only put you in such good stead for the future as well I hope, I hope. And I do, I do have ambitions to um, do bigger and better things in the future. Unfortunately, right now, I'm just stuck trying to finish my university degree, but uh, I'm trying to do bits and pieces whilst balancing the degree, which is obviously very difficult. But um, yeah, no, I, I plan to, to, to keep going and um, hopefully do more and be, be better. So, so, so I know about this degree and I, the fact that you're still doing the, because I mean, the temptation to drop everything and, ju- you know, and, ju- and the fact that you're not doing that. And I, and I just thought I, I, it's impossible for me to admire this person anymore. And yet the more I read about you, I'm like, oh, my God, 
I, it, 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 I'm wrong. I admire her more than I did 10 <laughs> seconds ago. Um, can you? Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> oh, no, honestly, but bless your hearts. Could, could you share with us um, the degree that you're, that you're doing and uh, the, the reason why you feel it's important to, to finish the, uh, the education or to, to continue it, I should say? I normally play a little game with everyone and I'm like, so what, what degree do you think I do? And then I love playing that game. But yeah, I do mechanical engineering, which um, I started off as, um, and you know, it was an aspiration and dream to go into the engineering um, field because I love physics. My maths isn't so great, but um, I did some work experience for um, two engineering firms and I thought this, this, is, this is where I'm meant to be. Um, I also was really pushed in my secondary school um, that if you have any love for the STEM subjects, um, and my dad is a handyman, which is sort of like a um, a very basic version of engineering, and he used to fix cars and washing machines. Every like as I was growing up, I always watched my dad um, tinker with things, and I just thought it was quite interesting and intriguing. Um, and I just decided, you know, let me let me follow that aspiration and take some very difficult A-levels <laughs> and throw myself in my into an engineering degree. Um, so far, so good, I, I, I feel. But I feel like second year and third year is going to be quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I had the decision. I had a decision to make when I finished my A-levels. Um, do I defer the place or do I uh, continue going to university like my original plan? Um, and obviously the temptation to keep training and continue racing was there, but I felt in the long term, I would always need a degree to, to just, I've always wanted a degree and it'd be nice to have something to fall back on if things don't go to plan. Plus it's been, you know, a thing that I've told my parents I'd always do. And no matter what, I wanted to get an engineering degree. Um, I just felt like it was valuable. and. I really hope that as soon as I finish my degree, I can go back into the industry and start racing again. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping to hit two birds with one stone, but just being slightly more patient about it. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a parent to two young girls. You, you are every parent's dream because uh, you, you'll be getting used in it as an example. Parents will be saying... She, she could have carried on being a jockey, but she went to, she finished a degree and, and if, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's, again, that's, that's a lovely and positive thing though, isn't it? If that, if that encourages more people to, to get that degree and, and have that backup and so on, I think, uh, I think that's a positive. Be educating yourself is obviously very important. And it's something that before I became, became a, um, a work riding jockey, it, it was, it was something, it was a goal I wanted to achieve. Um, and that hasn't changed for me, even though my goals have expanded and now I have a new set of goals, my previous goals before the race are still something that I want to meet. Um, so yeah, that's all I can say to people is if you feel like you want to, you know, um, continue the education, but also are struggling with the idea of maybe taking up a sport seriously, um, go with whatever you feel is best because sometimes it is better to go for the sport. But um, personally, I just felt like it would be more valuable to go to university before. 
Who um, you mentioned sporting heroes there? Now that you are a, a you know, I've have a couple of my sporting heroes up here, and I I need to get you added to this. This, <laughs> this is like a wall of uh, of heroism. Chris Akabusi is like my he's like my all time regular listeners will know that I I get emotional when I talk about Chris Akabusi. So <laughs> if you're on the same wall as Akabusi, you have done very well. Um, but who, who were your heroes growing up? Um, if I'm if I'm honest, the only sporting sort of people I looked up to um were Katrina Johnson Thompson because I did a bit of javelin when I was younger and I was a bit into athletics my mum had uh, a massive um following she just loved following Christina Ohorogu in the Olympics so she was also um a massive role model to me um and recently just before my race I was searching online to try and find motivation um and other young Muslim women that I could look up to and I came across a woman called Manal Rostrum, she's an Egyptian marathon runner. Um, she's a Nike um, trainer, and she is a mountaineer. <laughs> she's just a all-round pretty awesome woman. And yeah, she she was someone that I I followed on Instagram and contacted and kept tabs with, and she helped me in my journey. Um, lastly, there was a woman called uh, she's actually a British referee. Her name's JJ. And she, I just watched her little Nike documentary and she's a Nike um, ambassador. And I just thought she was really awesome because <laughs> she's from London. And yeah, I just felt like I vibed with her a bit. Oh, that's, that's such a nice feeling. What, have you have you met a Hurugu? I've actually met all the people that I've just... Stop <laughs> it! Yes! <laughs> My mission accomplished! I know, right? I could not believe it. Um, especially Katrina Johnson Thompson. I was like, there's no way. And I I bumped into her at an award ceremony. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I I was uh, Great British Racing, um, a uh, Great British Racing, the promotional body that I am an ambassador for, um, managed to contact Manal Rostron, the woman that I was telling you about, and arranged a little meeting by surprise, um, which was really lovely. <laughs> That's so nice. I mean, how do you, I mean that's such a big deal to be an ambassador. You know, at any age, how how, how did that come about? You know, what does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, talk about. I sound like a, pr- a proud parent here, but talk about a feather in your cap. I mean, that's wonderful, isn't it? What a what a what a prestigious thing. Um, it came as a result of the documentary and the publicity and all of the interviews I'd done. Um, I'd worked really closely with a member of Great British Racing. And they just came forward and asked me if I'd be happy to represent them and help promote the diversity in racing um, and just promote racing to a different kind of audience. And that's something that I feel really strongly about. Um, so that's exactly what I, I said yes, obviously. And that's what I'm doing now. It's brilliant. I mean, I, <clears throat> I chatted with Nadia Hussain on a previous episode and there's a my best, my best friend is that called a Bashar. He's uh, my family's friends with his family. He's he, he's Muslim, and uh, he was my best man. I was his best man. You know, we've been friends since we were. Oh, ch- that's so lovely. Oh, honestly, I mean, I'm I, I, for the third time. I'm like nearly, nearly welling up again. But um, what I was saying to to Nadia was what Abbas has done and what his family have done. I mean, you know, Leeds. I think I can diplomatically say, you know, Leeds hasn't always covered itself in in glory when it comes, you know. I'll, I'll let that uh, silence hang in the air. There, you know, you know where I'm going with that. So, <laughs> yeah. so, for, so for for Abbas and his family to just be wonderful people, you know, one of the greatest families that I will ever meet. 
Um, and they, just by being awesome, just have changed perceptions in the town where we're from. And so I, I do passionately believe that certain people may have thought a certain way. And by getting to know this guy, their eyes would have been opened. Uh, I just think it's such a, a wonderful, the knock-on effect of, of all of that. And then the fact that you're doing this in an entire, not, not it, it, the thing is it transcends sports. It's not just racing. It's not just sport. It's society. Um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's such a, a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, I just wonder uh, if, you, if you could say something uh, about that. Sorry, I've turned into, uh, I went on some sort of political speech there, but you, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I feel like just growing up, I've, I've been sort of a very odd character. Um, so to me, it hasn't been that big of a deal, sort of surprising um, people and, and what they initially think of a person like me. Um, I'm a very strong believer in sort of changing people's subconscious biases. Um, I ended up from a young, from a very early age, having to do that and adapt and change, I guess, slightly and and be more of a stronger character because of the fact that I went from a very state mixed primary school and um, being thrown into a secondary that was a private school. Um, it was a very small private school as well, so there was a lot of attention and um sorry is that really loud no it's 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 absolutely fine okay yeah there was a lot of um very close interactions with people that had sort of been raised in 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 places that they wouldn't interact too too much with people from diverse backgrounds or people from muslim backgrounds so i had a lot of questions thrown at me um, masters at school you know why do you wear the hijab what does it represent tell me more about your religion and it's literally just um out of curiosity and the fact that people don't don't know and haven't been exposed so to me a lot a lot of what I try and do is just educate and spread awareness about who I am and the, and the fact that you know being Muslim isn't all isn't it there is a lot more to a person than their religion. Um, and to me, I've always been very outgoing, adventurous, and people don't normally associate a Muslim woman um, with being outgoing and adventurous because I think, you know, the technical, I mean, the, the um, very widespread term is everyone, everyone knows, you know, the Muslim community and their women are very oppressed. And in, in some cases, because of cultural backgrounds, yes. Religiously, no. I've, I've always been taught to do as much sport as possible. My dad encouraged me since I was eight to do karate and I did it for six years and I got a black belt and that was something that my parents were very proud of. Um, I had done um, rugby, rowing, cricket. I pr- pretty much did every single sport under the sun because I like to keep myself busy. Um, and if I don't keep busy, it, it does knock my mental health slightly. So I'm just a very active person. Um, and in year 11, um, finishing year 11, I decided to join a rowing club, which was another step in a very weird direction for most people. I was the only um, Muslim in the boathouse. I had to sort of interact with a group of private school boys, which was a weird experience. Um, and slightly more intense than what I uh, anticipated. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up, I've always yeah been in a weird crowd and having to explain and and um 
interact in a, in a different way to what people assume and I just I love surprising people I love that sort of initial reaction like oh you do horse riding that's that's weird um but yeah so so, so I, knew, I knew about the karate I didn't realize you were black belt yeah no one no one ever believes me which is funny again <laughs> um yeah I did it for six years sensei Andrew love him um trained me really well and I managed to get a black belt I compete planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For a very long time as well, I have a, a very funky selection of uh, Korean, I mean, Korean karate um, medals and trophies that I have to explain away as well <laughs> uh but i mean the, the thing with with martial arts as well is it's um you know it's it's funny that you know in in 2020 these things that have been around for thousands of years this this uh, ancient way of thinking these ancient arts and now they've never been more in fashion than they are now because people realize the benefits go beyond uh, the physical health but it's the it's the mental aspect as well with with karate it it, it helps um focus the mind doesn't it um absolutely i learned a lot about discipline um and also a lot about values as a person because it was a very spiritual um martial art and the the teacher i had you know being raised in peckham he had he had a certain responsibility to pass um knowledge down to his, his his students and because i live in peckham which is a very um developing area <laughs> and the crime rates have not been amazing um, and unfortunately there's been a case of young young men being raised in this area being dragged into some very nasty businesses um, so he felt a, a real need to try and educate and uplift the youth around around him so as we were training he'd always like uh, make sure to keep keep everyone um, in touch with what is good and what is bad and try and, and try and give them a sense of direction. A lot of the guys that were in my karate um, studio, 
um, he tried to make sure they stayed um, training with him so they didn't end up um, being idle and doing other things. So there was a lot of um, spirituality whilst training. It was very intense as well. Karate is a very intense martial art because there's a lot of fitness involved. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Eventually it got quite tiresome because I did it for six years and I wanted to try something new, but I enjoyed it whilst, whilst I did it. I, mean, I guess that must have put you in good stead for the racing, you know, phys- mentally and physically. If you're competing, uh, you know, even the, the, the combat side, you just, I guess you're just going to have that. It's going to give you that extra edge of focus when it comes to being on the horse competitively. I think the fact that I did it at such an early age meant that performing under pressure wasn't as um, wasn't as intense for me because I had done it multiple times. Um, one thing, one thing I have to say though, once it's you know competing in martial arts is completely different to competing in a, in a team sport or anything because it's very intense um but yeah that as I said before being young and, and competing was something that really helped build me as a person and I feel like not many people get get that experience but it's very valuable and I'm very lucky you're 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 inspiring me to get the two girls down to the local dojo tomorrow <laughs> I mean why not <laughs> why not why not um, I mean, is, is is the idea with with the the, the ambassadorship? I don't, I'm not even sure that's that's a word. But the the idea and the hope is to get more people from from more backgrounds, more different types of people, uh, to to encourage and inspire them to enjoy racing. Because I mean, yeah. as a spectacle, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's pretty much unparalleled, isn't it? It's, I mean, the day itself is is well, obviously <laughs> I'm not a jockey, but from a from a spectator point of view, th- those days really, they, they stay with you forever. 100%. And I never went to the races up until I was offered to race. So yeah. in my mind, um, I had no real incentive. And I feel like me promoting people going to the races, interacting with the racing industry would at least allow a slight incentive. Um, I had like, you know, un- un- up until I was offered to race, I had no real reason to even care for racing and I didn't realize that you know my love of horses could extend to the racing industry I just completely ignored such a big part of you know the British horse sporting industry you know I didn't realize how much I'd love it and I feel like it goes it's the same for so many so many other people it goes the same way you know if they did find out about how incredible the racing industry is they'd love it and it would add so much more value and um enjoyment to the racing the racing um meetings themselves because you know i feel like if people from my community interacted um with people that that would normally go to the races it just the atmosphere would be so much more vibrant um also it would help It would help break some social barriers, which is very important. Sorry, my phone. <laughs> you came back in the nick of time. It was incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really hope that things will slowly make change in the future. I mean, even, that, you know, what you're just saying there, I mean, that would just be, 
even in my mind's eye, that would just be the most perfect thing, wouldn't it? If if the if that was to happen at the races, because that that the knock on effect of that is again that that then spreads to the the wider world in the in the most wonderful way possible, doesn't it? Um, yeah, a lot. Realistically, a lot of the people that attend the races are either working class or or upper class. So managing to bridge that gap between people from um, diverse and urban communities, which realistically probably would be working class, um, and getting them to socialise and interact, it will, it will stop this divide. And, um, you know, there's obviously slight ignorance between um, people who haven't interacted with each other, and it goes for both sides. Um, and it, it will just help bridge the gap and reduce any um, any negative biases between each community because it's there shouldn't be any and I feel like if, if they were brought together and racing is a really great way of getting people together and socializing um it will indirectly solve so many issues um in the in, in the UK that hopefully um should be addressed I think should be very addressed very soon you know you know you got me for a fourth time there I'd say swallow down another tear there um now another thing uh, before we go another thing you do in terms of uh changing perceptions is it true you're a a moped driver as well (laughs) yeah i recently uh (laughs) spoke about that in my last guardian article people yeah again it's it's a weird thing that i love to do but i love mopeds motorbikes i've recently just learned to to ride a, um, a geared bike, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> What's um, a, a geared bike? A geared, so it's, it, you change gears. Normally, oh, you know, there's an automatic and there's a manual. Right. Yeah, no, I always saw people riding geared bikes and I was like, I could never. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm going to give it a go because it just looks really cool. But yeah, I, I ride a moped um, because I had a part-time job whilst I was in um sixth form and I needed to pay for rowing because my parents couldn't pay for it so I yeah. got a part-time job of cycling loads wasn't very efficient got enough money to pay for for a moped with the help of my dad insurance wasn't wasn't great <laughs> but we made it and yeah it's just a very efficient way of getting around London um my little Peugeot tweet Little brown Peugeot. <laughs> I hope you get a free, but I really hope you get a free bike, a bike out of that mention. <laughs> I hope so too. You know what? <laughs> the bike served me well for the last two years, so um, it's not a paid promotion. But Peugeot, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. I hope there's a knock on the door tomorrow. I really do. Um, so. So for racing fans, for people who can't wait to see you back in action, people who watch the documentary, they're, you know, they're aware of your story. Um, when do you, I know we've talked about university, when do you plan to um, return to the, for the full assault on the world of uh, racing? So um, I'm planning to go back and train for the rest of summer, purely because I haven't sat on a racehorse in a very long time. And I think it's very important to stay um in touch with my racing and keep keep riding so i i, <laughs> I don't lose um 
what I've learned. Um, but also, I really miss the horse I, ro- I raced on, Haviland. Haviland. Um, and he's such he's such an awesome dude, and I want to keep riding and spending time with him. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna keep training in in my spare time. But my full assault, the full Khadija takedown, will be <laughs> approximately in the next two years when I finish my degree. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, no, I have a long, long way to go. Let me let me not get it twisted. Um, one thing that I've struggled with is trying to live up to people's expectations at the moment because obviously I did learn to ride in such a short amount of time. So that means um, I am nowhere near amateur jockey or even um, apprentice jockey level. I have a lot of training and I have a long, long way to go. Um, and I just, you know, I struggle sometimes trying to live up to my own expectation that I need to be really, really good um but yeah all I can do is be patient and train and, and do the best I can but it has been sitting in my mind that I uh I don't know it's just been a weird case of putting pressure on myself um but yeah I can't wait to just get back to riding and and and, and keep focused I think in, in terms of I mean I think we all do I certainly do it in terms of when you put pressure on yourself what are you doing to alleviate that? Are you, uh, are you meditating? Are you doing yoga? What, what sort of stuff do you do there? Um, to be fair, I've been doing a lot of boxing at the moment and I think yes. it's not quite meditation, <laughs> um, but it's something that I picked up at uni. Well, I did it before uni, but I, I picked it up more now that I'm at uni and I have a punch bag at home. So I've just been messing about on that and trying to post on Instagram about it. <laughs> um, but it's something that I love. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I I do a boxing fight, um, because I think it's a very very it's much more intense in terms of the fights um, than karate. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I feel about p- being punched in the face and punching people in the face, <laughs> but um, the training and the sparring and the pad work I love, so I've been doing that a lot. I also have been watching a lot of anime. <laughs> That's one thing. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and playing about on TikTok. I've been doing quite a lot of weird stuff to, to pass time. Now, now the last question, a question that I often forget to ask is what, what I think I think you might have answered it already, but um, what else do you do for balance? Um, yeah, as I said, boxing. I... I'm working on as a thing, making videos on TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a recent thing. I've been trying to work on possible future plans. Um, I've been writing down some goals or some little bits that I want to work on whilst I'm at uni because obviously I'm not going to be training. Um, and I'm hoping to sort of do more media um, and uh, yeah, coming up with ideas. And uh, recently, there's been um, an idea floating about on whether, you know, we could turn the documentary possibly into a a feature film in the future. So I've been playing about that idea. (laughs) I've already, in my mind, I I can already, I can already see and the Academy Award goes to dot, dot, dot. Um, (laughs) I mean, we could only imagine and hope. But who, yeah, why not? That's yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. Who would uh, who would play you in the movie? You know what? Before 
even a feature film idea was in the mix everyone always asked me if there was a character or an actor to play you who would it be I have no clue <laughs> um the only thing I can say for sure is I'd really like if if a film was to be made I'd really like to um do a little adventure and quest to look for a young budding actor um in a secondary school sixth form in London um that is from a African background um and hopefully maybe Muslim just to give them you know they don't have to have any acting experience as long as they're a good student that is a young budding actor just try and make a make a, a um a success story for them as well as me like that that was how I was found I wasn't exactly a jockey trained and bred they found me and I I worked to the position I have and I thought that it'd be good I did to do the same thing with an, with an actor so in my mind if I if someone was to play me I wouldn't know who they were until I met them um and I'd have to find them <laughs> you see this is this is why I think you're so beloved is because you're so you are the you are the people's champion oh thank you I'm really flattered you've been like throwing compliments at me the whole time <laughs> Well, no, you've made it very easy. You're, su- you're such a, a hero and an inspiration. And the fact that I'm I'm more than double your age, and you are, you you inspire me more than you more than you will ever know. So, uh, just huge thanks for being you. Oh, that's so lovely. Genuinely, I'd like. <laughs> I feel like it's the most purest compliment to say that someone is an inspiration, and I'm flattered, <laughs> very flattered. Bless you. Uh, thanks, thanks for all your time. I, I, I couldn't be more grateful. It's, uh, it's felt like a re- really special one. So you take care. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Uh, huge thanks to Khadija and Georgia at uh, Great Great British Racing and the British Champion Series for making that happen. Uh, truly wonderful. Even if you're not a sports fan, I think we'll all be looking out for Khadija's career in the future and whatever she chooses to do i just wish her eternal happiness and from us you know i guess from a selfish sports fan point of view uh i hope she does come back to to racing i mean it sounds like she she absolutely will but uh, what a remarkable life and uh you know the fact that you could make a biopic of her life story uh just tells you how much she's achieving such a short space of time hugely inspirational and then also you know as, as we say in the chat horse racing is a, a, a wonderful day out and it would be wonderful to see more diversity at races more diversity uh interested in in the sport in general so uh, huge and heartfelt thanks once again if you enjoyed the episode please spread the word tell your friends uh we are across the socials at balance ldn i'm at james gill comedy if you want to drop me a line uh you can do so podcast should remember it by now, shouldn't I? 115 episodes. Podcast at balance.media. If you want to get in touch with our sales team, they're sales at balance.media. Thank you so much as always. And uh, heartfelt thanks again to uh, Khadija. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.